chain smokers, which I probably will not like. You're getting new Blake Shelton, which I probably will not like. And you're getting new Jonathan Davis. Not new corn. You're getting new Jonathan Davis. It's going to be interesting to hear if there's a massive departure from the corn sound. Or if this is, yeah, I just don't like those guys in that band as much as I used to. Yeah, I don't want to pay those dudes anymore, which is quite <laughs> yeah, possible. You know? I didn't think about that, but yeah. that, that may be a big part of it. I, I would imagine that's definitely part of it. And White Buffalo Woman. Uh, a local band out of Canton, Ohio, has sent us another song. They've been on the uh, they've been on the segment before. They were voted not a turd once before. We will uh, see if going back to the well proves to be the same. I know they had a new album coming out. I did not know they sent something in. Very excited to hear that. Uh, at seven thirty, we will address the big story in the room, which is the, the removal of Chief Wahoo from the uh, you know from the uniforms. And I believe it's twenty twenty is when they're going to do that. Um, I, I'm hesitant to talk about it because the last time I did, my boss was like, nobody cares about that issue. And you talked to him for like 11 minutes about it. And so I don't think you should have done that because nobody cares about it. So I'm very, I'm very hesitant to do it because I've already been instructed once upon a time that it was like the worst thing I've ever done on the radio was talk about the Chief Wahoo issue. Considering the terrible things that we've done on the radio, that was one that really stuck out to us where well, it was like, yo, this is a thing. Considering <laughs> how many people were talking about it yesterday, I would imagine uh, that people care about it a little. I think so. Yeah, I think they care about it a little how are you today uh pretty good man pretty good i have a story from yesterday that was pretty ridiculous okay and i felt like an idiot and, and okay here's. well we like these <laughs> and here we go strap it so it was after i left work so i mean dude sober as jehovah you know just left work like you know and i stopped by giant eagle and i went through um the self-checkout because it was like there was nobody there so i was like all right i'll go through the self-checkout really quick okay and i print the receipt out and it's like you know uh, you know change twelve dollars and 58 cents and i look down and i've got seven dollars and 58 cents so I'm like, oh, it shorted me five bucks. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. Like, I just, hey, it happened. And, like, so I kind of, like, flagged the woman down. And I'm like, hey, you know, this only gave me, you know, seven bucks and the change back. And she's like, well, let me see your receipt. And she's like, no, that's what your change is. And I turn beat red. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, dude. And I start walking away because I'm embarrassed. And she's like, well, hey, don't forget your groceries. And I'm like, oh. So this oh, woman just sitting at me like this God. moron. So what had happened? So you mixed up, like, how much money you owed oh, versus the change exactly. you were getting back? Okay. I owed. I owed. 1258 and then that's what because when i did the math in my head i was like okay here's yep. what happened yep that's exactly what happened and like i said i wasn't a dick about it i wasn't upset about it but i dude i was so embarrassed like i felt like the biggest idiot in the world and you walked away without your and food and then i walked away without my groceries because i was just so mortified i wanted to get away and i felt so dumb okay. better that you weren't freaking out though right like there's nothing worse than when you like cause a scene and you're angry and it turns out you were wrong because dude your boy i'm quick to the <laughs> anger so your boy has dealt with that and as a matter of fact it did happen at one of the grocery stores right and to this day to this day there's a woman who works there's the one woman's like not she's not over it yet right like everybody else is nice to me and there's the one woman every time she sees me she just kind of sneers like yeah remember that day you were in here and you were being a dick and it was because you were tired and crabby and it was not nothing right. to do with us right and you were totally in the wrong yeah, luckily this wasn't the giant eagle that I normally go to, so oh, I feel no? like so at least it's like at least it was it was the one up on the strip, and it was like well at least with that I don't go there all the time, you know I usually just go you can there. hide right I like at least you know I'm not gonna have to like walk, walk a shame or put a fake mustache on next time I want you know go no, to giant eagle I, yeah no that would be really embarrassing to have that happen I mean and like I said I'm sure the woman didn't think I was scamming them I'm sure she didn't think you know anything of it but I was just like oh my god I feel so dumb and then I walk away without yeah, my groceries I, there's something worse than <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing worse than what you feel. Though. What's the story with you? Buddy? What's Dude, going on? I was actually in the grocery store yesterday, and I've right. never talked about this. Okay, right. but um, 
there's a little bit of me that every time I go to the grocery store and I go to the same one all the time, you know, not all the time, but mostly right. routinely, right? And there's a little bit of me that's always like, dude, I hope the hot giant eagle girl's here, right? Like, because there's like a one woman that works in the store, and I can't tell if she's really hot or if it's just everybody else on Tusk looks so okay, looks, okay, you know what I mean? Okay. Like everybody else in my neighborhood, just we all look like mutants because we are, you know what I mean? Like, don't take offense to that. I'm just joking with you guys. All right. And so, like, there's a little bit of like. Like, is she really attractive? But every time I'm in that store and I see her, I'm always just like, yeah. And I, but I think she's got a wedding ring on. So, like, I don't say anything to her because, oh, and also she's at work. Yeah, I was so, going like, to say. Hitting on people while they're at work, probably not the best idea. It's in the a world. tough thing to do, dude, because it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Say, no, I'm not interested. And then you're going to go talk to my manager about this. So, yeah, you put her in a tough spot there. Yeah, probably not going to do that. But um, yeah, there's a little bit. She's like, she was putting things away in the frozen food section. Okay. And so, like, I was just like, it's, there was a part of me. I was like, well, dude, you kind of like ice cream anyway, right? So, like, we can, we can walk up and down the aisle a couple of times, see what happens. That, uh, that light hits her coming off of the, coming off the waffles yeah, right there. It's yeah, some of it. magical moment. Yeah, right I don't know there. what it is. Something uh, about it. Well, I think you... it's just because she's in charge of food. Maybe <laughs> I, I think maybe that's a maybe. I think it's maybe as simple as all of that. So we will not be talking to you about the subject that none of you care about, which is the Chief Wahoo thing. My boss says nobody cares about it. That was uh, it was about six months ago, or actually when the meeting happened with Rob Manfred. He was yeah. like, "Why are you doing this? Nobody cares." And I'm like, "Okay, well, meanwhile, dude, it seems like all of you care." So 7:30, we will get into that. Every hour on the program, your shot at a thousand dollars. Your first opportunity right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock 106. Rock 106.9. We'll hook you up with another $1,000 at 710 this morning. Also coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new chain smokers, new Blake Shelton, new Jonathan Davis, and new White Buffalo Woman. Local band out of the Canada, uh, Ohio area. We'll get those guys up there. Uh, people already, you know, messaging me on both sides of the Wahoo issue. I think people are overreacting. I Look, I, I'll tell you why I don't think people who want to support Chief Wahoo are overreacting. I'll tell you why I don't think that's an overreaction of them being upset about the logo being gone. I, I, I'm not going to argue with you about whether or not we should wear it, this and that. I'm going to tell you that there is a reason why these people are not overreacting. And something that will eventually end up happening because of this and why it's not an overreaction. And at 730, I'll tell you why that is. It's not going to change your mind on whether or not people should wear it. I'll tell you that. But I will explain away the overreaction aspect. It seems like Elon Musk is going to put $600 flamethrowers on the market. Is this a real thing? It seems to be. Like there was this thing that happened on Reddit, apparently, where if like there was like if he sold out of like. It was a piece of merchandise, right? He was selling hats or something. And if he sold out, he was going to give out the link that people could uh, use to to pre-order a flamethrower they're making. And if you follow me on Twitter, at Sansbury Show, I've just posted a uh, photo of it if you haven't seen it. I'll get it up on the Facebook page as well, too, right now. And um, I get, apparently they put the link out, and then they changed the password, and then they changed the password to flame. And then if you had that, you can do it. But apparently he's putting out... A six hundred dollar, which is very affordable when you very. think about the fact that a, like video game systems are four hundred, a six hundred dollar flamethrower. I mean, dude, there's five hundred dollar shoes out there, so like I don't right. think six hundred dollars is crazy. I think, and it, I mean, 
it's made from the Boring Company, which is again his company that I believe is he's the one behind. They they want to bore underneath like California, right, to put tunnel systems through California. I think that that's what he's doing. Is he wants? I think he's the tunnel through underneath California guy. I have not heard of that. That he wants to change the roadways in California. Yeah, like he wants us driving underneath the earth. I'm pretty sure that's Elon Musk. There's somebody looking into doing that in California because I keep hearing about it, and I'm pretty sure it's Elon Musk. And I kind of like Elon. Like, he's a little, I mean, like all billionaires, he's a little strange, a little weird, but he's at least been one of these guys who can create technology who tells us we should be weary of AI. Like, the rest of these guys, Zuckerberg and all these dudes, like, dude, what are you worried about? Don't worry, don't worry. It's because they're looking to just turn you all into food for those goddamn things, where Elon Musk is like, nah, dude, like, I'm telling you, we need to slow down on this a little bit. And so, like, I I, I just trust him a little bit more because of that, because I feel like there's honesty that goes against his business model that he's telling me about. And when people will do that, I feel like I kind of do that now and again. And I feel like when people will do that, that, that I can trust them a little bit more, and I like that. But I can't imagine that a $600 flamethrower helps us in the long run. I mean, it's just like a gun, right? Right? I mean, like, right? I mean, essentially, yes. It is just a weapon. And we we allow guns. We And, and I'm a pro-gun person. I am. I've got issues and I've got, you know, things where I will definitely be able to hear people out. But ultimately, I am a pro-gun person. But I don't know, dude. Why do you feel like this is different? What about it's like different? I I feel like there is something about bullets shot into another person that will stop some people from using a gun that way. Where I feel like idiots, I feel like the hold my beer crowd is going to get a hold of like a $600 flamethrower and things go sideways fast. Now, I'm not going to deny that that's going to happen, but I can just as easily make that argument with weapons. So it just, to me, this is very much on the same page. So I just feel like... Oh, again, I'm not going to rally that we shouldn't do it. I'm just telling you, I think ultimately we look back on it afterwards and go, yeah, that probably wasn't the best idea. I, uh, I, 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 I definitely will not have one. I mean, it'd be awesome to shoot one, but I feel like, yeah, it's probably not the most responsible thing to have lying around the household. Um, but I don't know. It, to me, it's like, well, if you're going to have if you're going to have a shotgun, if you're going to have a blowtorch, why not have something that shoots fire? I mean, if this happens and you can get a six hundred dollar flamethrower. Like you can pre-order, right? Yeah, I've sold. They've these already put forth four million dollars worth of sales and pre and pre-sales. So there's four million dollars worth already that's supposed to be going out there. I don't know if I trust a pre-sale, but when I can go to the store to get a six hundred dollar flamethrower from Elon Musk, I'm doing it. He's selling a grand total of twenty thousand of these, and they've already sold ten thousand of them pre-sale. So like, I don't know. I, to me, it feels like it's going to happen here. Wow. Is, is, is there any regulation that goes into this? Is there any, like... I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just... Dude, I'm telling you, I like. I can look down my street and tell you I'm not sure people should have flamethrowers. As we, um, as we make the argument of, like, well, it's like a gun. I mean, there's regulation behind a gun, you know? So, like, I don't... I, don't... I mean, here's the thing. I'm pro-gun, 
But if you're walking around my neighborhood with a grenade, I got an issue. I did, just because it's a weapon, I don't think I think it, you can still view each weapon weapon differently. Right? If my neighbor had a stealth bomber, I'd be like, dude, what the hell are you doing with that? Right? Like, I w- it would raise suspicion. To me, yes, you're making sense there. I think there's people who are, are pro-Second Amendment in the sense of, why can't I have a grenade? <laughs> I mean, like, why can't I have a rocket launcher? Like, if I can, if, if, if I'm a responsible rocket launcher owner... Why, why can't I, I? I don't know. I, I Okay. And I guess there are people who feel this way about guns, too. And so, like, I know it's going to shoot a hole in my boat. But ultimately, I would argue that is anybody a responsible rocket launcher? I mean, is anyone? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe there is a responsible rocket launcher owner. I, I would say if you can be a responsible gun owner, I think you could be a responsible rocket launcher owner. I mean, what, I suppose. Right? I mean, it, you know, just because you want something doesn't mean you want to necessarily use it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, ladies, your wife's got a husband. You don't ever want him using it. I um, I wonder when this becomes like, instead of just selling them for six hundred bucks, like when does when does somebody with some farmland down in 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 New Philadelphia say like, hey, we're opening up the rocket launcher, grenade throwing, flame throwing, like boot camp? You know what I'm saying? And then you can take all these weapons, go use them in like a responsible and safe fashion, oh, right there, bro. right? The the the, the flamethrower like range right right wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, dude! Like, just think of all the hillbilly stuff you could fry up. Right, you could have things like jumping out from behind things. You could flamethrow them. That'd be awesome, dude. Just a pile of wahoo yeah. hats. Just light them on <laughs> fire. Just burn all them wahoo hats right in one big pile. Yeah. Dude, your boy likes it. And yeah, a listener has reached out to me. Elon Musk is the one behind the Hyperloop tunnels. Dude, you need to look into that. Like, as a guy who likes to be up on stuff, you need to look into it. Dude, that's a crazy thing he's thinking about doing. But if it works out, it's going to be really, really cool. I don't know. Driving underneath the earth kind of freaks me out. But, you know, he's smarter than I am. So, dude, maybe he's going to be able to create the thing. All right, it's time to put your dogs on food stamps. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 710, your next opportunity at 1000 bucks. Also, 9 o'clock is New Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. You're getting new Chainsmokers, new Blake Shelton, new Jonathan Davis from Corn. Kind of doing a solo thing there. He's actually already booked some shows. My buddy uh, lives in Sacramento, and um, I-, I guess there's a show booked there for April. I uh, I can't wait to hear what that sounds like. I really I want to hear that too. Actually, that song is called "What It Is." I'm assuming, and this could be completely 100 percent wrong, that he's going to go a little bit more like. And I know Corn's kind of an industrial-ish sounding band from the get-go, but I think he's going to go for more that like. DJ sound, you know what I mean? Like, not chain smokers necessarily, but like Skrillex. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's worked with Skrillex right. multiple times. Right. Um, they did some remixes of some corn stuff together. So, yeah, that's not a bad bet. A little Tommy Lee, like, you know, that, yeah. like that thing that happened. Methods of Mayhem, wasn't that oh, what it yeah, was? Masters of Mayhem. Methods of Mayhem, there yeah, that's what it was. Everybody was naked, that song or whatever. Yeah. Or he might go big country. Who knows, dude? It's possible. I would be interested to hear that. Like, you know what? That's just an interesting premise all along. Like, Jonathan Davis 
unplugged, singing non-corn songs, I don't care the format, Okay, might be interesting. Okay. I'd be interested to hear what his voice really is. I'm surprised you don't see more artists divulge into projects like that, where it's like, dude, you just want to sell records. You just want to make money. Yeah, you should sit down with an acoustic guitar. Go play Go play a Hall & Oates song. You well, know what I mean? Like, do it. Who cares? Especially now when the internet is so big on Man. stars laying bare about what they're not good at and like that kind of thing. And so accessible. Like, it's not like you'd really have to make a record. It's like, no, you could do a Facebook Live video, go viral from it. You know what I'm saying? And all do of a sudden, it. And the Cornback catalog is selling all of a sudden. Like, I don't know. Just do stuff. I just wonder if he is a singer at all. Because let's be honest, what Jonathan Davis does is not really singing. No, no, it's not. I mean, even when he's singing, he's not really singing. really singing. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know I mean, what his. That's being pretty nitpicky for a guy who does not sing or play an instrument. But it's you know what I mean. I, I don't know if he's really. Well, I mean, there's going to be somebody who sings who's going to be like you know. I mean, really, what it is, and you don't understand, and the struggle, and like it's, and then I'm going to be all wrapped up I, in notes. I despise when people make the argument of. Well, pff, you can't say that band sucks because you would you couldn't make a better record. And it's like, well, dude, I'm not a recording artist. Skip Bayless is allowed to talk about LeBron. He's not a professional basketball player. Don't beat yourself up because you don't play an, play an instrument. You can think Jonathan Davis' solo record sucks. Eh, don't beat yourself I, up. Yeah, I want to hear the song, so we'll I, play it. We'll play it nine, uh, we'll, to end the program. And then some new White Buffalo woman, a local band, too. So some people have looked into this uh, flamethrower. Yeah. That Elon Musk is putting out with the Boring Company, dude. It turns out like the flame comes out like a foot in front of it. It's like a cigarette. It's like a cigar lighter. They're calling it. Really? So I'm not sure it's quite the uh, quite the problem. I mean, this is the first mainstream, you know, one out on the market. Like the first, you know, I don't know, Blu-ray player sucked, but now look at them, right? Well, that is true. Right. I mean, that is, that is how things work. It's like you put out a 4K TV, they're 10 grand. Right. A bunch of people buy one. Next thing you know, they're two grand, right? And so you are right about that, is that that's how, I mean, dude, it's always a snowball effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first one gets out there, then after that, I mean, I'm sure someone will make it better, and by making it better, I mean make it cheaper, and by making it cheaper, I mean it's going to blow up in your hands, so like, I don't know, dude. I just, when I saw this thing last night, I just, all I imagined was red barns and hillbilly towns just lighting up the sky from all being on fire from, woo, hold my beer, dude, and then next thing you know, you're on the back of a four-wheeler, you know, flamethrower, you catch the hay, Sounds and then, you know, right. <laughs> your sister's pony goes up. I, I just, the whole thing just screamed, hillbilly burns down family farm to me. Like, that's, I was like, that's going to be the headline of every paper from between here and Sugar Creek. Like, that's, that's going to be the whole thing. But I kind of want one. I don't know why, I dude. I kind of want one. But I'm the exact guy that shouldn't have it. I'd have it in the side of the golf bag. I wouldn't be able to find a ball on the side of the rough. I'd be just mowing down grass. Next thing you know, there's an entire golf course engulfed in flames. I'm the exact guy that shouldn't have this. Stansbury can't find a lighter. The next day he comes in, no eyebrows, no hair, nothing. Trying to light one off of that. Just windshield cracked in my car. Yeah, that'd be bad. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to see. I kind of want to get one for the studio. Just imagine the violence you could perpetrate with that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Like what? On a grand scale, if you were running through somewhere and just flamethrowing fools, the amount of panic oh. you could induce with one of those. Right. If you actually now, I haven't seen the flame from it, but if you actually 
have like you know what I mean a real like military grade flamethrower the amount of panic you could induce give me three feet of flame you know what I'm saying three feet off of the off of the off that's of the nose long. of it and that's pretty long dude and you run through a crowded area with that dude I'm talking mass chaos oh it sounds fantastic right we've all had those homicidal thoughts they're not great you don't want to no, you don't want to you don't no. want to foster them you don't want to join other groups of people who share them and you know get them out and start building groups you don't want that but every now and again dude, like you ever just think about that where it's like dude if i was in control i'd, I'd probably push buttons that would handle a lot of it this woman's telling me check out jonathan davis singing on the soundtrack for the movie queen of the damned I remember that. I remember it. I yeah. own that soundtrack. As a matter of fact, it's uh, it's got some really good stuff off of it. Uh, as a matter of, what's the that band? The guy died from uh, Wisconsin Death Trip was the name of one okay. of their albums. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Static X. Static X. Yeah. yeah, there was a there was a song by Static X on that album called "So Cold" that I love. So I own that. The new metal classic, right there, dude. We all had that. You think that's a new metal classic? Well, okay. I mean, think about all it. All right. So that this is a good question here, right? When talking about movie soundtracks, is that on par? With the Crow soundtrack. Nah, dude. The Crow, I think, was probably the, at least in my time, like probably one of, if not the best soundtrack of like all the movies the I liked two, when I was a The kid. two movie soundtracks from like my teen slash now we're starting to get a little older, like that time zone, right. the, like those two time frames, sorry, is will always be The Crow, which was a better soundtrack than movie. You go watch that movie now and it's horrific. It doesn't hold up at all. Um, dude, that guy playing the guitar on top of the church is terrible. It's such a nostalgic movie for me that I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm gonna be like, no, it's good, but deep down inside, I okay. Know it's not see, a very now good that's movie. okay I know. I know. because I agree. I do the same thing. Where it's <laughs> yeah, like, know. no, I, I want to like, no, it's fine. It's not bad, but it's no. Honestly, that yeah. movie is a piece of trash. It does not hold up at all. I still love it, but it doesn't hold up. But that soundtrack and the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. For me, those two things were just never not in my CD books in my car. Anything Tarantino was always a big soundtrack to me. Like, I mean, I can remember buying those soundtracks, even though I was too young to really like know those songs or really appreciate those movies as much as I should. I knew it was like, dude, the, the, he just did such a great job of painting Framing pictures his with movies. songs, yeah, right? And does. I mean, that 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 that's a, it's a skill for sure. I don't know if that's him or if that's somebody who worked with him on those movies, but even like Reservoir Dogs. Like, the fact that he used Steeler's wheel stuck in the middle with you when they're chopping that dude's ear off. Like, there's just... He was very... You could tell there's a love of 70s music in Quentin. Yeah, and I mean, so much of that stuff was so... You know, they were such anthems from the get-go. Then you put those on iconic movie scenes. And right. I mean, even newer stuff that he's done, like Django Unchained and uh, that, that... that I eight. don't remember the music from that one as much. I, 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 it was definitely a big part of it. I mean, he had Rick Ross playing in it, and people were like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But it did. It just did a very good job of like putting you in those scenes. Why do I not so, remember that? I think you. Uh, I think if you went back and you like w- paid attention through the movie, it, you definitely there's moments where it's like, wow. I need to give that movie another shake because I'll be honest with you, I didn't love it. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't love it, and I have kind of called into question Quentin's love of the N word. He, he, I feel like he does abuse it in his films. Um, abuse may be far. Mm-hmm. There does seem to be a thing where he gets off on the fact yeah. that he's a white guy who can put it in his movies and people don't call him racist. He definitely feels like he's always trying to push that that N-word line. Yeah, I mean, he's almost like fetishized it at this point. A little bit. At least with Django, like a big part of that movie, it's like, well, you have to use it because if you don't, you don't get the context of what of, of how dehumanized slaves were. Like, that's an important part of the movie, in my opinion, is white people using the N-word, where it's like, and 
Pulp Fiction, I understand you're trying to show that these guys are bad guys. Son, take your foot off the... And it was like, did we need that? Like, did we need that? And I guess you're trying... Like I said, you're trying to show these people as villains, as deplorable individuals, as people who are are terrible, but still, like, you're right, he overdoes it. He Yeah, there's there's some... And I would agree that historical perspective in period pieces is important. And just because I didn't like the movie doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't be able to do that. I just kind of felt like there was a point in it... Maybe it was because it was three hours long. Right. Where I was just like, dude, enough. But I mean, at what point is it like, well, was Mark Twain doing the same thing there? Was he fetishizing it? Or is it like, no, that's important to show this is how the story was. Like, that's an important part of the story there. That's true. Is you that, is I mean? that like, we, judge, we judge artists differently when we're participating in their art. Meaning, I think Tarantino, once that we're far enough removed from his movies, w- may be viewed. Right. That way, right. but you know what I mean. Where it's like, no, that's a classic. Where when you do something in the time, people normally, you know, bring up a, a, a lot of issues, question with, it, a lot right. of second guessing, and what's your mm-hmm. motive here? Another soundtrack being uh, submitted by the audience was the single soundtrack, and I would agree. Again, there is a soundtrack that was bigger or better than the movie ever had a chance to be. As a matter of fact. The single soundtrack highlighted my favorite band from the grunge era, a band most people don't know, called The Screaming Trees, and they were like my favorite band from the grunge era. Um, you'll know their song Nearly Lost You, but their their first album, Sweet Oblivion, is one of the best records I've ever owned. I love that record. It's, as a matter of fact, every time the medium changes, is like, well, no, we're on cassettes, or we're on CDs, or we're on this. Every time, that's one of the first things I buy is Sweet Oblivion by The Screaming Trees, because I love it so much. Um, so I would agree that that uh, th- that the uh, the single soundtrack was really good. I don't remember the Matrix soundtrack all that well. People are telling me that one was really good. I just felt like that was weird sounds. You know what I mean? Like it was just that like intense like sandstorm like uh, I Skrillex know, before Skrillex was a thing. R- the only song I remember off of it was "Rock Is Dead" by Marilyn Manson. Um, is yeah, the only th- yeah. that's the only thing I re- and I love Rock is Dead by Manson. That's a great song. I know one of those movies ended with Calm Like a Bomb from Rage, and I, I mean I kind of remember that. But those songs, I think to me, those songs were already their own things before they became a part of the of the Matrix movies. You and know even what though I mean? Quentin stuff is too, for some reason they're just defined in those movies. Well, and those at least were ex- big exposures to those of those songs to me, where it was like I- I'd already listened to that Marilyn Manson album eight hundred times because I was fourteen. Somebody just like, took songs you liked already, put them in a movie. Movie versus somebody put songs that were good in a movie and brought you to them. Right, 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 okay, right. Okay, that's right, fair. Right. Um, I would agree with that. S- somebody brought up the Guardians of the Galaxies movies, and even if you don't like those movies, I do agree, great soundtracks and play a huge part in the movie. There's like, no denying that it helps the storylines yeah, of those movies yeah. along. I would agree with that. I started watching the second one. I guess I just don't get those movies. I didn't think they were terrible or anything. It's not like, oh my God, this is trash. What are you doing? It's not that. I just don't think, I think I missed it on some level. Uh, to an extent, it's probably like, dude, you're 40 years old and like you're watching superhero movies um, about characters you don't care about. Where a new Batman movie, you had a relationship with that character, you don't care about Guardians of the Galaxy. So why are you going to be like, oh, dude, this is mine? Um, they're all right. They're C plus movies, in my opinion, where it's like, all right, I'll I saw watch the first them, one. But, I saw know. the first one in the theater. I thought it was okay. Not good. I was like, I, I, I didn't think it was great. Great. And then I started to watch the second one on Netflix, and I think I just started it too late at night, and I just was like, yeah, I, I like, I was out. 
and I, I don't get the draw. Speaking of Netflix, got to uh, give a uh, tip of the hat to my buddy Stansberry over here. Watch Dirty the Money. first episode of Dirty Money. Yesterday. How good was that, dude? The whole time I'm like, God, dude, were you trying to piss me off, Dan? Like, are you just sending dude, me home so, with homework to make me mad? How, so, so, so you just watched the first one? I did. Yeah. Oh, this is the first bro, one. just wait, dude. The next one, I think it's the second or maybe it's the third episode. It's all about the payday loan industry. Okay. And bro, wait till you see what this dude in Kansas City did. Now, here's the thing on that one is that they asked the guy at the end of the interview, are you a moral person? And he pauses for like an ungodly amount of time and then looks and says, I'm a business person. Meaning, dude, I'm just out to make some money, which is totally fine. I'm, do we live in a capitalist you know, society? I'm totally fine with it. But his lawyer kept saying, Every business owner in America needs to be terrified about what's happening to Scott right now because ultimately they're sending him to jail over people over people's misunderstanding of a loan they applied for. He's like, in the end of the application, there are four boxes that give you hyperlinks to other documents you were supposed to read about the loan you were applying for. And what do we all do in America? Yep, 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 yep. And you didn't read them. And so now they're coming back. And I would admit that the practices that this guy was using are definitely shady. They're shady for sure. I'm not sure it should have been a life in prison term. Yeah, I mean, we all have responsibilities that we lay down on every single day. We're knowing what we're doing, the terms and conditions of a purchase and the contracts that we sign. But I mean, like predatory, predatory lending is also a thing. You know that's what I it, mean? That's like, a thing. Yes, like there's that's somewhere in the middle is where there's the truth. There. there was a point where the guy is kind of unapologetic, where you could definitely pick up the vibe that he knew. Yeah, dude, most people aren't going to do the heart, the legwork. So I know I could do this thing that I shouldn't. That's going to benefit. Right. Me. Most people aren't smart enough to do the legwork. Oh, I mean, so you know hard. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, so most hard. people just don't have the have the have the capabilities to do it. You certainly don't have the legal representation to do it. So knowing that you're going to take advantage of somebody, even though technically it's like, well, it's legal, you still know what you're doing. Dude, I cannot wait till you watch the payday loan episode because, right, dude, there right. was there were moments yesterday on my couch where I was like screaming out <laughs> loud. Like it took me from being on his side to against him to like back on his side. Like the whole thing, dude. Like they show up and take like a four hundred thousand dollar car like out of his driveway and. And he's just looking out of the picture window, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, man. Dirty Money Netflix. That dude. That's uh. That's a show that. Yeah, man. It's got its hooks in me, man. I can't stop. I cannot stop watching that. There's been an update on that murder suicide that happened in Maslin the other night. We also have the 911 call. We'll play you some audio next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. About to get you hooked up with $1,000. We'll give you your next keyword at uh, 710, and then you'll text it in 200, 200, and you'll have money. Need it, dude. $1,000 be nice. Oh, God. Yeah, it would. It would, re- it would really be good. There's so many different things I would want to spend that money on. $1,000 worth of ribs? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. 100 at least. I, I do two hundred for sure. I don't know about a thousand, but two hundred for sure. So yesterday on the program, we had to let you know about an unfortunate incident that took place in Maslin, where uh, to recap for you, a a guy went out to what I guess is best described as like a building on his property. Yeah, I don't know if this is like essentially like a mother-in-law suite, like a smaller house on the side of the property, or if this is like a, an apartment or, or what. But they keep seeing building everywhere I see, yeah. so like I I don't know I, I don't know why outbuilding is what I keep thinking of, but I can't imagine that's where somebody lived. But 
Um, but was, real, I mean, you know, but maybe, again, like, right? right? I mean, maybe. So a 73-year-old man I, uh, apparently had been renting a space in the back of Dustin Woods' property. Dustin Woods is about 33. William McCullough was 73. Dustin went out there, and uh, apparently there was a confrontation that took place, and Dustin ended up being shot. And then uh, there was a standoff that happened. I remember telling you guys yesterday about the standoff, and then the 73-year-old man shot and then um, shot himself. They took both guys to the hospital where they had later died from their wounds. And we were speculating yesterday over like what like how does this happen like well like how did this happen right and i remember one of the theories i threw out there was like i would imagine a rent dispute can do this like i i i i would imagine i would hope people would be able to solve their issues without violence like that but i would imagine a rent dispute could get heated like that and it turns out now that Maslin police are kind of like leading us down this path and kind of alluding to the fact that that's what happened here we do have the 911 call here um i i will tell you it, it is it's it's a little unsettling. Just to be fair to it, it is a little unsettling. We're gonna run it for you right now. Hey, and what's going on today? Uh, my neighbor just shot my husband. <laughs> neighbor shot your husband? Yes. Where's your neighbor at right now? He's in the back building, and in my husband building? was trying to get into the back building, and he shot my husband. Are you by your husband? Yes. You're by him. Is he still breathing? <laughs> no. Oh my God! Are you able to start doing CPR, ma'am? Yes. I see his blood everywhere. He's dead. Where's the person that has the That is so hard to hear. Oh, it's terrible, dude. You can't imagine what that woman's going through in that moment. That's the wife, Christina, of uh, of Dustin Woods. That that, that's his wife, Christina, who who is calling nine one one, who's reporting what has happened. Now, I know that this nine one one operator is not on scene, does not know what's happened. Um. But, you know, like, you have to ask her, like, can you start the CPR? But, like, this woman's husband's laying there dead. You know what I mean? Just I, like, yeah. yeah. Dude, the, the, the job of the 911 operator is such a mind screw for me because they have to stay calm and almost cold to what's happening so we can get people where they need to go. They, they can't do what I'm doing, which right. is getting caught up in the emotion of having to hear it. Yeah. Like they have to stay focused. You, you, you hear them and you hear their, you know, like you said, almost cold, almost like, but, but how else are you supposed to approach that? It's one of those things where you kind of have to put your humanness aside for as much as we pat first responders on the back and deservedly. So I feel like call, uh, you know, operators are a part of oh, that agreed. system that don't necessarily get the, the credit that deserve my dude an old intern of mine Haley is a 911 operator and with us remaining friends over the years and like she'll kind of like tell me some stuff that goes on like the amount of things that those people have to deal with like my eyes have been open to that th- by having a friend who deals with it I see it in blood everywhere he's dead Oof. where's the person that has the gun uh he's in the back building okay oh my god he's dead he's dead is he breathing right now, ma'am? No, he's not. He's dead. He's dead. Do you want to do you, ma'am? Ma'am, do you want to do CPR or no? I can't even touch him. I can understand that. Oh, I can understand that. Dude, of course. I can I mean I there's a reason why even like EMTs are not like permitted to work on their family and it's because at that moment did you just freeze cuz you're just in shock of what's happening. Who's the, what's the name of the person that shot your husband? Um Ron, uh, Ron 
I don't even know his last name. It's just crazy to go from the panic of one moment to like the calmness of the next. You know what I mean? And no fault of it's just how you handle something, but like right. Except I'm confused. And at first, and, and, and if we go a little further, they'll ask her the last name, and she says she doesn't know. And at first, I kind of raised an eyebrow at that. I was like, well, given the situation, I think it's okay for your mind to maybe display some like information that you know isn't normally readily available for you. However, they list this man at CantonRep.com both days in both stories as William M. McCullough. And she's calling him Ron. Now, sometimes people will do that. Where, well, maybe, well, I mean, M would be the initial oh. for the middle name, I would think. I, I don't know. Um, but that seems strange. And is that part of this story that is yet to come out? Where we're dealing with, like, lying about your identity and trying to be on the run? Like, what? Sure. I mean, is that maybe what's happening here? Especially in a situation like this where you had somebody living on your property, but not necessarily like in your house, or it's not like they're, they're a rental company who did like a thorough background check. This guy could have been like, hey, we put up an ad on Craigslist. Times are tough. You know, we've got extra space. We're trying to get a roommate. This guy could say, hey, dude, my name's Ron Johnson, and, you know, I'm 73, and here's the $300 deposit. And, like, you know what I mean? You probably just go with it because he's an old man and you're like, well, that could happen. Yes. Desperate for money, you know? Yes, that could happen. Ron, I don't even know his last name. Do you have a description of him or where he is right now? He's yes, in the, he's in the back building right now. He's in the back building. He's in the back building? So he's my inside? Husband, yeah, he stays in the back building. My husband was going to go in the back building and he's oh, yeah, my husband. On 24th Street. He's expecting this is going to be Ron. Oh, he's in the back building, still inside the back building. He he's still in the back building. Understanding. Can somebody please get here. I've got officers on the way right now there, ma'am. What, you. Do you know Ron's last name? I don't offhand. I'm so I'm distraught right now. Yeah, that's okay. Can somebody just get here? I've got officers that are all staging in the area right now. They should be arriving right now. I need to know where that man is if you see him. Yeah, she's so panicked. Somebody get here. Somebody get here. But those cops just can't go on that scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have to stage them. They have to make sure that, you know, yeah. you're going into a safe environment. So I'm sure this woman's so panicked. And, and it, we're only two minutes into the call. But, like. And no matter how fast somebody gets there, and when you're the one in the emergency, it's going to feel like forever. The person that shot your husband. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. Kathy. Oh, my God. I'm going to freak out. I'm going to freak out. I'm going to freak out. I'm going to kill him. See that right there. That's what I'm talking about right there with the 911 operator. Like somebody saying that, which is a natural reaction to what has happened. Yeah. Like somebody has shot your loved one. The natural reaction, the natural human reaction would be, I'm going to kill that person. That's how we would all feel. And to remain calm in that moment, to remind the woman what the situation is, what her environment is. I mean, it's just, there's something about that job that I would not be able to separate the, be getting caught up in the emotion of each incident to do that job. I couldn't do it. Stuff like that, okay? You're on a 
And you don't know Ron's last name at all? No, I don't. Okay, but he lives there with you? He is. He's back in that back building. Do you know what type of gun he used? Was it a... I have no idea. Okay. As soon as my husband tried to go in the back door because he owed us money, he, he shot the gun, and my husband lay there and bled out. Man. Man, I feel for her. No, it's awful. I I feel for her to uh, to have to make that call, and and I would understand. And I got to imagine, like I would get short w- w- with an operator too, right? Because at the end oh, of the yeah. day, because you just haven't put yourself all the way through the thought process of they're actually helping me by by collecting all this information, right? Uh, you 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 your your mind's in such a a clustered place at that point that no, I mean what she's saying and the tone of her voice, and I mean that none of that stuff can be held against her because God knows how we would all act. Oh God how we would all act in the moment. You just feel terrible for them because, I mean, I guess nobody ever really plans on dying. Nobody wakes up and thinks, all right, today's the day that I'm going to die. But like, man, one day it's like, hey, dude, go get that, you know, go get that 200 bucks from our, from, you know, the guy living on our property to all of a sudden my husband's dead. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's a change of events yeah. of the day for sure. And that, uh, yeah, that audio is a little, a little hard to hear. We will get into Chief Wahoo after giving you this thousand dollars right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard date X9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. We have Skinner tickets for you. Nice. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. I believe that show, if I memory serves, July 27th. Sounds right to me. Blossom? Yeah, dude. Blossom Music Center. That'd be a good place to go see some Skinner, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. just Open sun- field, beer. Sun- sun setting out there. Be good stuff right there. Yeah, that'd be a good one. So we'll pass out those tickets here momentarily. So the big story of the day, obviously, uh, it's the elephant that has burst through the room. Um, and I'm hesitant here because I got into this when, when the when the Major League Baseball commissioner came to town. And I had talked about the Chief Wahoo story. And my boss, like, freaked out. Was like, nobody cares. And Jesus, you're just running off at the mouth on this boring thing. And I was like, well, I think people do care. I think. And given that I saw the world explode yesterday, I yeah. feel like my instincts overall we're right. Just to go back to that, I feel like that day he picked on that break because he was mad at us about other stuff. There was probably seven other things that you and I did wrong within the context of that week. I'll take and, the over. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, your show sucks. It's boring. You talk about things too much. So like, I, I hope, I hope, I hope he's not going to lose ish today uh, based on the fact that we're going to be talking. No, because I'm this. doing it longer today. <laughs> a little longer. All right. So there's a lot of things here. Okay. Yeah. So first, they will wear Chief Wahoo on their on their jerseys one more season. Then the team will remove them from the jerseys. However, product will still be made and sold and made available to you through retail outlets where you can still buy, wear, and support the logo. Now, this is officially licensed Indians gear, right. correct? This now, isn't like a t-shirt company doing this. This is Indians still. Okay. And you're going to watch people go, see, Indians don't really care. They just don't, you know what I mean? Where in reality, no, what they want to do is not create a black market for this stuff. So they know people want it. So they're just going to keep it above board. 
Okay. Which is essentially what's going to happen. And to me, it seems like a reasonable middle ground at a point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, it's not to the extreme of like, nope, we're taking away. We're going to burn everything with it. We're going to take it all out of the museums. We're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a reasonable middle ground. I told you last year when this meeting happened that this would happen. Yeah. I told you that when Rob Manfred came to talk to Paul Dolan, that he was not going to leave without something in the hand. They also had the Indians were looking to get the All-Star game. And I told you, this will be logo for All-Star game. And that that's what Rob Manfred, I believe is his name, the MLB commissioner, wanted. What they don't want is All-Star Weekend muddied by the fact that you're wearing this logo or this logo is part of their sport. He's looking to cut something off at the pass. This is making his life easier. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Now, I used to get really, like, inflamed about this issue. Like, I was a I was a pro-chiefer. Like, I was like, no, dude, you're not taking this logo that I love since I'm, I was a kid. You're not doing it. Right? I'll be honest with you now. I'm just getting to the point where, dude, I'm tired of fighting about stuff I know I'm going to lose. I remember saying about the Confederate statues, right, when we were tearing those down. That ultimately, I was like, eh, I don't know if we should really tear them down. But if I don't feel, that, I remember this being my quote: "If I don't feel like I'm losing anything, and somebody else feels like they get a win, then go with God." And I really don't feel as if I'm losing anything here with the Chief Wahoo issue because they're still going to sell it to me. Mm-hmm. I can still wear it. Mm-hmm. I can still have. I have golf uh, like my, my my head covers for my driver and three wood are, are Cleveland Indians and they have Wahoo on it. I just got them for Christmas. They were gifts. Okay, I'm also a casual baseball fan, and so I want to be one of these people that I want most people to be, which is, dude, only get really heated about something you really care about. Fair. Right? I don't want to get heated over something just because it it's, it, it, it does kind of tinge in me of, oh, that's a little, I don't want to call it sissified, even though that is kind of how I feel about it. Like, like, it's a little snowflakey, like the, 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 the um, both sides are a little snowflakey with it, if I'm being honest. But I don't care so much that I'm going to get like foaming at the mouth mad about it. Okay? But the people who are telling me that pro chiefers are overreacting are crazy. And here's why. That yes, they're still going to sell it to you. But what baseball and the Indians essentially have done now have admitted that this is a racist symbol. They basically admitted it. By what you're doing, you're admitting that. So what that will do then is it will puff up the chests of the anti-chiefers and now you will have people launching into, you're a racist, as you're walking through the ballpark. This will create dissension. It will be, you're a racist and you're not a good person like I am because you're still wearing the chief. That is going to be part of this conversation. I wish that narrative would stop too, just in the sense of like, do I do I do I understand where people are coming from when they're saying like, hey, Chief Wahoo, maybe not the most culturally sensitive thing in the world. Yes. Do I think that anybody who's wearing it is an automatic racist? No. So it's like, uh, I guess most other things in life, like moderation, kind of matters here. Where it's like, I, 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 
I, I don't want to come off like people who are pro chief. Man, boy, they just hate all minorities. They want them hanging behind, you know, hanging out of trees, dragging them from behind of their trucks. Like I do not think that. Um, I, I, I wish things wouldn't have to go to such extremes here where it's like, hey, we can recognize maybe something didn't necessarily age the best when it comes to this Chief Wahoo thing. We're going to move on from it. That doesn't make everyone who wear, whoever wore one a racist. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel like a racist when I wear Chief Wahoo. I really don't. I, I just don't feel that way. And I, I feel like there's a... And this is a big problem, I think, when it comes to talks of race and racism in the country. It's like... You can do something, think something, say something even racist, and it doesn't necessarily make you like that that golem of racism where it's like you're the worst person on the face Fair. of the planet because this. there's going to be parts where you're going to have to take a step back and say, my bad. And essentially, that's what I think the Indians are doing right now is like kind of taking that step back, saying, hey, maybe something we thought was appropriate in the past. You know what? Take a look back on it. Not necessarily appropriate. You're already starting to see groups of people say, technically, Indians are from India. And so, like, people are coming after the name next. Like, look, this is going to change. It just is. And that's why I'm not going to get mad about it because I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Getting angry about something I know is going to happen is a problem with me. That's a personality flaw with me, not the situation. I, I think it's interesting how you say essentially what they're doing here is admitting that this is racist. Or, I think that is what they're doing. Uh, at the very least, insensitive. Um, so then why are you giving it a retirement tour? If it's if it's bad and it's like ah dude we got to get away from this we made a mistake why are you giving it like the year of like all right hey take it out there on the road and go sell as much product as you want with it my guess is that they're gonna wear it next year because uniforms have already been submitted to the league sure you know some logistics there but there's gonna be issues with that I um I would assume this is going to be like. This is going to be like when a Democrat wins the presidency over a Republican and gun sales go through the roof. I assume Chief Wahoo sales through the friggin' oh, roof. So, today. dude, my buddy owns a sports like um, it's a lot of it is merchandise, but it's also, you know, nostalgia type stuff right. and old baseball cards and the like it's a Seatown Sports Cave. My right. buddy Johnny owns that. And, dude, he, I guess, had been told of a few like months ago about this and he stockpiled. And sure enough, he said he's like, dude, he's like, people have already been hit me up. Now, again, they are going to sell it in the stores. And so that's another reason why I can't ultimately be that aggravated is because I feel like everybody, my old boss, Mike Kenny, who worked for this company for a long, long time, told me this. Stansbury, anytime a negotiation happens, everybody should walk away from the table feeling like they got screwed a little. That way, you know, everybody else got a little bit more than they should have. Meaning everybody got something. Right. Everybody no, lost something. No, right. everybody lost something. Meaning, dude, we probably got to where this needed to be. It's not lopsided, right? And I kind of feel like this was going to happen. We all knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And I got a compromise that I can live with. Now, you're going to hear people bring up, you know, Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish and this and that's a character because that's the problem with people, you know, that people have with Chief Wahoo is that it's a character. And that I think that does make the Blackhawks logo different. I do. I think it does make it different. I don't know if it yeah. makes it any better. It's different. I, I would agree. Uh, I, I've said it before, I think, where it's like I can see the problem with Wahoo where I don't see as much of a problem with Indians. I can see the problem with Redskins where I don't have so much a problem with their logo. With the logo. Where it's like, you know, okay. But, uh, you know, a, a bunch of people have kind of like screwed this up. Now, what I'm going to tell proponents of taking away Chief Wahoo what I'm going to tell you is, you got a logo, but that's all you got. 
Don't wake up today feeling like you did this massive thing to push Native American, no. you know, struggles to, you know, or made it something better for a minority group. You didn't get that. You got a logo, and I'm okay with it as long as that's all you walk away with getting. You don't get to walk away feeling like you pushed this narrative and made things so much better for a group of people. You didn't. Native Americans' lives didn't get any better today over this. Not one bit. So you take your logo and you go with that, but you get nothing else. You don't get to parade and talk about how you're making a difference. You're not making a difference. No difference was made. Nor do I believe, in my estimation, that that logo had ever stopped anybody from achieving their dreams in life because there's a, there's a cartoon character that, I guess, people want to say mocks their heritage. Nobody was held down over that. Nobody was ever held down by that. Nobody was ever made to feel any... I, I just, I don't buy it, right? I don't buy it. So you walk away with your logo, but that's all you get, white liberal. That's all you get. And that's the other thing about this story that I find so confusing, is that it's only being fought against white Americans, it seems like. That's it. It seems like we're the only people who care about this. I mean, there's plenty. You can show examples on both sides where there's Native Americans who say, eh, I really don't care. And then you can find Native Americans on the other side who are like, no, I very much care about this. So, like, yeah, I know. I, I agree with what you're saying there. But to me, it's like, well, it's because that's who lives in Northeast. You know what I'm saying? Like a little bit of like, well, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. It's just even like the bloggers from all over the country who were like, you know, strutting their victory laps yesterday as if they did something for the cause of a people. No, you didn't. You got a logo taken off of a T-shirt. You did nothing else. And ultimately, I think that's why the people who some of the people who are pro chief, why they're annoyed with you over it is because you don't you wanted to take this off so you can feel like you did something better, but you didn't do it. I mean, I'll totally admit that, like, getting Chief Wahoo removed isn't the same thing as, like, making a real impact into the community of Native Americans there, but isn't doing something better than doing nothing. Well, here's what I would have done if I'm Rob Manfred. Major League Baseball commissioner, what I would have done is I would have focused on minority ownership of my teams. I would have focused on minority management of my teams because the whole thing yesterday, the whole press release is we need to be inclusive. Well, I'm looking up and down them sidelines. I'm looking up and down them dugouts, and I don't see it, bro. So why is the logo the issue? You start fixing your own stuff, dude, and then you can preach to me about what I need to fix. But don't talk to me about being inclusive when I can look in the goddamn dugout. I can see it. There is a lack of minority management and ownership in all professional sports. So debating logos to be more inclusive is ridiculous. And I'm just telling you, be prepared when you wear that logo into a ballpark. That a lot of this Antifa mentality is going to build in the non-chiefers and they're going to feel as if they can call you a racist out loud. Just be prepared. It is going to happen. That's why people who want to wear the logo are not overreacting. Because not all of them are racist. Now I did. The moment I opened my golf head covers when my mom bought them for me Christmas and I saw Chief Wahoo on them, I was like, oh man. Like, I'm going to be at a course, and somebody's going to say something, and at the end of the day, I just want to think about Kenny Lofton and Albert Bell and Omar Vizquel and Manny and all that stuff from when I was a kid when they were awesome, and they, it was just fun to be a fan. That's what it is. I'm not out to hurt the Native Americans at all, and I don't think anybody else wearing the logo is. So I won't call it an overreaction, because they're going to get labeled as deplorable 
or racist or bigots over a t-shirt, which is crazy. I view a lot of things with what's the intent of it. Is the intent to hurt you? Then it should then we should talk about removal. If the intention is not to hurt, hold down, or cause issues for, then really all we're doing is pushing at the windmills. So you take the logo, but that's all you're walking away with. Because that's all you got. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, it's Stansberry for Dunkin' Donuts. You know February pretty much right around the corner. You know what that means? Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's the month of love at Dunkin'. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We do have those Skinner tickets. I apologize. I forgot. We'll, we'll do them here momentarily. People are asking me, you know, I was going off about the Chief Wahoo thing, and I was talking about how if you want to change diversity and you actually really want to be inclusive, I don't really think it's about the logos. It's about ownership. It's about management of teams. It's about these kinds of things, right? And so people are hitting me up asking me, you know, shouldn't managers be who's best for the team, not about what race they are? Um, yes. Ultimately, I, I want whoever is best for the job, no matter what. But you cannot tell me that there are not qualified minority members that are ready for management positions in professional sports who don't have those jobs. You can't tell me that. Especially, I mean, dude, let's be honest. A lot of these sports are dominated by minority players and yet managed by white men. That's I, so, dude. If you want to talk about equality, you want to talk about being inclusive, and you want to, and you want to, and, and what I'm saying, I took an issue with what the commissioner said, because see, what he wants to do is he wants to cash in on the popularity points of using words like diversity, inclusive, without like without answering for the fact that your league isn't holding its own in this regard. Like they're just not. None of the leagues are. Right? Like we needed the Rooney Rule. For those of you that don't know, there was a rule instituted in the NFL that teams must, I believe, at least interview African-American candidates because it wasn't happening. And now, sure enough, I mean, we've seen a little bit better of that over the last few years. I don't know when that law, when the, when that rule actually came into place. It's been a while, and it took a while for for society to catch up to it. But I think it probably ultimately helps. I think people would argue against it, though. I mean, essentially, they would say, "Well, I mean, it's affirmative action in NFL." Okay, I, I just think there there are going to be cases where there's only 32 jobs in the country. Now we're moving to the NFL versus baseball here. I actually don't know how many baseball teams there are. Um, when talking about the NFL, that there may be. A, we're not interviewing the, you know, people for this job properly. I think that can happen. I I, I will agree with you 100% that there's obviously more pressing issues when it comes to uh, minorities, Native Americans, and and beyond. Um, I'm not going to come down on people who it's like, well, you're doing something, but it's not the thing that I think is the highest priority. Therefore, it's a terrible decision. Well, my problem is is that it's not what I think is a higher priority. One thing's a cosmetic thing, and the other thing's real action. And if you're going to tell me you're about real action, then give it to me. Don't give me the cosmetic BS, and that's what this is. I don't care. Take the logo off. Personally, I think the 70C is a cooler logo anyway. So just give me the 70C back. Don't give me the feathers and all this stuff, because at that point, dude, I just think now we're arguing semantics over what is appropriating culture and what doesn't. 
So don't give me feathers. Don't give me any of that stuff. The crooked C from the 70s will be fine. But don't talk to me about real action when you're giving me cosmetic resolutions. That's all that's happening here. And that's why it's frustrating for some of us. I don't care. Fine. Don't sell the logo. Sell it. Put it in the stores. Make the guys wear it. They don't have to wear it. I don't care. But telling me you're doing one thing so you can earn points when you're not doing that thing, I do have a problem with. I do have a problem with that. These organizations have had to be dragged into these things. And I would, dude, if the Indians weren't up for the All Star game and they haven't been good the last two, three years, you don't hear about this. I also think there's part of that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. If the Indians would have been just a run-of-the-mill team over the past three years, all nobody of a sudden, cares. And less people care. Less, less people ho- care. It's a less hot issue at that point. It's yeah. not as that's just, and that's the best way to say it. It's not a hot issue. And what are dude? And so that's my point. Is like, dude, if the team wasn't good, then then it, it, dude, if it's not that bad when they suck, then it's not that bad when they win, right? I just think it's one of these crazy things. And it's a very divisive thing. And I do think that what you're going to see is you're going to see anti-Chief fans who at the stadium underneath their breath were calling you a racist because you had a Wahoo hat on are now going to feel like they can say it out loud because the league and the team have essentially admitted that it is a racist symbol. And so now those people are going to feel bolstered by that. It's You're going to see it. Will it be terrible? Probably not. It will be uncomfortable. And I, I also think there's no good way to defend yourself from being called a racist. Because the minute you do it, you just look like, you know what I mean? It's hard to defend yourself from something you're not. Hard, well, and it's hard for people to admit that if if they did something, it's hard for them to admit like, hey, maybe that was in the wrong there. I, I, I think that's, you yeah, know. It, it gets muddied. But wearing the hat isn't that. Wearing that hat isn't that. It does not. I'm just telling you right now. You have that hat on today. You have that shirt on today. You, sir, woman, you are not a racist. You are a sports fan. Those two things can overlap. Yes. It doesn't mean that they do overlap. We'll hook you up with these Leonard Skinner tickets right now. We'll take caller 15, 1-800-243-7625 on those. And start the third hour of the program next on Rock 106.9. Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. You're about to get hooked up with a thousand dollars here momentarily. I uh I am having a hard time keeping up with all the new terminology for all these things that people do in relationships or trying to get into relationships, like all these new terms that people do ghosting and like all right. this other stuff that's happening. There's a new one now that I just read an article about called kitten fishing. Jeez, dude, that sounds that sounds like it's something dirty. It like just that. sounds like you're, you're trying to lure a kid into a van. Yeah, that doesn't that does not sound appropriate. It, it does not sound good. So what kitten fishing is, is... This is along the lines of catfishing. And for those of you that don't know, catfishing is like what happened to Monte Teo, that Notre Dame football player who fell in love with a woman uh, uh, over the computer. And it turned out she was a total fraud. Like there was no woman. There was like just some guy pretending to be a right. woman, I believe. Do you know where that term came from? Like why it's called a catfish? Um, 
Is it because catfish have big mouths and so they're know. just they're, they're easy to hook? I don't, I don't know. know. I've just I'm assuming. My girlfriend watches the show not like religiously, but sometimes I'll come home and she'll be watching an episode of Catfish. Is it still, oh, so it's still on. Yeah, it's okay, still I didn't on. Know that. And to me, it's like God. How do you people still get duped? It's like it's like the first pyramid scheme. I understand how you got duped on, but like, dude, no, you put this wrap around your body and you get right, skinny. Right? No, man. I mean, we've all seen this at this point. How are how are you still getting you know <laughs> fooled on this one? All right. Uh, yeah, that that's a that's a good. Well, because you know what, dude. Dude, when you're horny, you don't think straight, man. <laughs> you just don't, dude. See, but here's the difference, though. I don't think this is necessarily horniness because if it was horny, you'd be like Jaden James or a stripper or something like that. This is lonely, in my opinion, which might put you in even more of a weird headspace as opposed to just like man. Oh, I, I think we. Orgasm. I think you and I mean the same thing, using okay. different words to mean it. Okay. Because I, I do. I think sometimes. Like, all right, I'm not necessarily lonely, but there are times where you go in stretches where you haven't had a woman over for a little while. And so, dude, your brain, you just start doing things you wouldn't. You just start texting girls you wouldn't. You say things you wouldn't. Like, dude, a lack of sex can make you a little nuts. And also loneliness. I think, yeah, little column A, little column B there is how this happens. But what kitten fishing is, Mm. is apparently, is like, so instead of you creating a fake like profile of a of a completely fake person. Yeah. This is you making a fake version of you. So you're out there and you're so this, this would be like me having a profile and saying I'm Dan, but I'm lying about how tall I am. Oh, okay. I'm lying about how heavy I am. I'm lying so my photos are either really really old or really really edited. Okay. And so you're you're giving off of a false image of yourself to the opposite sex, okay? Or maybe the same sex, depending on who you're trying to date. I'm not judging. Now, here's why I don't get it at all. Like, I've never understood this. Well, I'll just lie online, right? Or I'll just I'll just post this photo of when I was 19. First of all, you can tell when somebody's 19, not 35. Like, you can kind of tell that. Yeah, and you can tell the difference between a picture from 20 years ago and a picture taken, like, recently on a why digital a camera. Yellow? Right, like, all right, exactly. <laughs> so, so there's some of that. But I will never understand this fibbing because when you show up to the date and there you are, breadsticks, endless salad, the whole thing, and the person sitting across the booth Yeesh. from you knowing it. So the, the whole idea is to lure somebody in to get laid. They're not going to sleep with you. Maybe the thought is... Well, number one, any attention at all is kind of what I want, even if it doesn't turn into a full date just for you to talk to me, just for you to acknowledge me via an email or an instant message or whatever you guys are communicating. Maybe the end game isn't necessarily sex. It's just the attention. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the validation of like, oh, my God, you were so, you know, you're so hot. And it's like, yeah, I was hot when I was 19. I I mean, yeah, maybe. Wesley's writing in telling me, stop, just stop. Kitten fishing is not a thing. It's cat fishing, plain and simple. I hate that people are trying to make this a real thing. Well, dude, I mean, at the end of the day, they're both it's, stupid. It's all fake. Right? But it, there is, there. this is a separate thing. There is a very, very different thing versus you creating a completely new person, persona, whatever, with the sole intention of hooking somebody and never meeting them versus Somebody else changing the way they look, act, and or what's about things about themselves. You're lying. It's essentially. It, I will grant you, kitten fishing isn't a thing. Essentially, because we just used to call it lying in my day. Yeah, I mean they're both lying. Yes, that, but there's two different li- things. They're lying, but these are two separate things that people are trying to do. Isn't I mean, and I guess maybe it's just the the, the intent matters here in the sense of like, are you using this for a dating profile? Or are you just using this to put your Facebook pictures up? Because like, doesn't everybody kind of put on this? fake persona of like 
yes, my life is better than you think it is. And yes, my house is better than you think it is. And my family is better than, than it really is. Or at least that's how I'm trying to push it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not as fat as I... Re- as, as I Most people pushed forward like the, the betterment of their the life versus... The best version. Yeah. Or at least, or at least maybe like what they imagine is the best version of themselves. I feel like everyone kind of does that. Yes. Uh, uh, all right. So, uh, but dude, with... But me, on your Tinder profile, right? Difference between like putting up, "Hey, here's only pictures of us during happy times" on my Facebook is different than uh, look lying. how here's right. my abs on right. Tinder, right? Right? And dude, if you don't have abs, you don't got them. Which, by the way, like I think I, I don't know what the percentage of people is, but I bet it's under ten. See, I, I think I think what a lot of this is in kitten fishing, I guess in particularly, I think a lot of this is it's less about the end game for them is not the. Is not the date, is not the sex, is not the relationship. I think it's the attention. I think it's like, hey, if I put this out here, more chicks are going to be likely to pay attention to me. More chicks are going to be likely to send me pictures of themselves. And will I ever get to touch them or or have sex with them or anything like that? No, but I never would have gotten to anyway. At least when I lie like this, at least I do get, you know, that nude sent to me or I, I, you know, I get to to text with them or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I will admit Sad. that that I will admit that that's probably has led to some of this, but yeah, I've never heard a more pathetic description of something happening in my life. I, I think that there's plenty of people out there living that life right now, dude. I mean, it, there's plenty of people who are in a lonely, desperate place where they just don't see anything else. They don't see any way they can make their own life better. Like in the real world, I can't lose this weight. I can't get a better job. I can't, you know, get out of the circumstances. This that whole I'm in. show's built on that. <laughs> This whole show's built on the fact that I want to lose 30 pounds and get a better gig. The whole goddamn thing. Your shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. ROCK 106.9. ROCK 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. We have some charge tickets we'll pass out here momentarily. They're playing Saturday night. Yeah, they are. So I've been pretty open about the fact that uh, I'm pro-recreational marijuana being legal in this country. All right. Um, I believe it's a benefit. I saw some of the benefits in Vegas. I've seen a lot of the benefits in the neighborhood that I used to live in in Oregon when I went back there after they had passed and all the jobs that came open, all the new businesses that were downtown because of it. And Vegas has kind of had an uptick in this too. Colorado, some other places. And so I've been pretty vocal about being a proponent. And I maintain that a lot of the hysteria people will tell you about why we can't legalize marijuana is crazy. But sure enough... Some of the stoners are shooting a hole in my boat. All right. This story out of Denver, where marijuana is legal recreationally, that when polled, about half of marijuana users in states where it's legal have admitted they've gone to work while under the influence of marijuana and or high. The poll came from an auto sales app. Now, not a lot of expertise this company has in marijuana, in the marijuana industry. But they say, now a very small poll, 600 people. Okay. In states where recreational marijuana is legal. Okay. 
this was all the states where it was legal, all put together. Which is a really small total of people when you think about, what is it, like 30-some states, I think it is? But 48% of the respondents said they have gone to work high, with 39% stating they go to work under the influence at least once per week. And then almost 20% said they work while high at least once per month. Another 28 said they, they light up before work several times a year. Three quarters of respondents who admitted to going to work high said that they think they perform their better at their jobs when they're high. I don't think you do. Depending on your job, I don't think you do. This is a lot like I always use this as a frame of reference. I always have bartender friends who tell me they're a better bartender when they're drinking. No, you're not. You're just having more fun. Um, yeah, I think it depends on your job, though. I, I feel like alcohol is definitely kind of regardless what job it is going to have a negative effect on you. I think there's jobs you can do stoned and it's not necessarily going to like be terrible. No, I think there are a lot of jobs who, of people in America who can go to work, dude, who you can smoke a joint before you go do that, and it's not really going to make a difference. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to, but like, there's been plenty of jobs in my history where it's like, I don't know, I was just as good of a waiter stoned as I was normally. I mean, I think marijuana affects you differently than alcohol does in that regard. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think, but I also think the, the drug user will want to believe that they're a better employee when they're high. Yeah, and I mean, especially if you're a chronic user. I mean, like, if you're somebody who uses all day, every day, then you're going to be able to handle it a lot better than... When somebody said, or they said 20% of people or whatever um, smoked a couple of times a year before work, that's what would be bad for me. Where it's like, if I'm doing it every day high... Oh, see, I took that as these are daily smokers, but only some of these people were willing to smoke before work. Because I agree with you. If you don't smoke a lot of weed... And you smoke it every once in a while, it does affect you way differently than people who I know use it daily. Yeah, if you're getting high all the time, it's just getting yourself back to zero. If you're very, and, and I mean, at that point, that's probably when you have a problem, or at least that's a very good indicator to me that you have a problem. If you're using weed as, you know, hey, this is fun, this is an experience, I want to do this, and then you go get, and then you go to work stoned, that's probably going to be a bad idea. Like this job, you could easily do stoned. Yeah. Yeah. You could. Now, I, I don't know, but having done this job before in years past on that drug and harder drugs, yes. like you can obviously have a conversation. Yeah. But, I, but I'll tell you, having done both, I'm more coherent, and I think I probably do my job better when I'm not obstructed in any way. Although plenty of podcasts are done with those dudes do, being high. Smoking they're, while they're doing while it. While they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's not an uncommon thing. And at that point, the legalities of it, because it, technically as a broadcast medium, like I, I think not being under the influence of alcohol and drugs, at least on my end as I run the board, is contractually obligated. If you're a podcaster, you can get as effed up well, as you want. Well, that's just it. Yeah, yeah. The guy running the board kind of has to be sober, but like, you know, that's how they get out. You know, that's how they get around, you know, some of that stuff when they do drunk shows and things like that. I'll tell you why this number doesn't really alarm me all that much. Right. A, I would have suspected it. Right. Right. Um, knowing a lot of my friends who smoke weed. Right. I also do go ask the people who are on Xanax. Right. Like, go right. Ask, I mean, dude, more than 50% of people who take those kind of drugs are high on that stuff when they're going into work every day. And I, I, the, the amount of... 
or I guess the the work that you're doing is going to make a very big difference. I don't necessarily care if my sandwich artist is stoned. I really don't. I mean, outside of like, if you're inconveniencing me because you're, you know, out back smoking weed as opposed okay. to you making me my sandwich. Okay. Easier for, this was easier, I will admit, to find jobs where you don't care. Give me like three jobs where you're like, dude, that guy better not be high when he's doing this. Um, a doctor, I fair. think, is, is, is fair. Um, a pilot, I think, is fair. Yeah, I'd give you that one. Doctor, pilot, teacher. I don't want my teacher stoned. I don't want. I don't want my. I don't want my kids dealing with a stoned teacher. So there's three. There's three. I'm. I. I. I, don't I like it. those. And now listen. If you. If all three of those people want to blaze the f up as soon as work's over, go, 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 dude, go, dude. Bong rips and blunts and dabs and do whatever the hell you want with your life. But before you get to work, I can't. I can't sign off on that one. Yeah, because I can't think of a job in America where I would care if you smoked weed on your off time. Right. Whatever. Because I just don't really feel like it's necessarily indicative of a problem or that you can be compromised in your position. Like, that's what makes heroin, cocaine, those kind of jobs, so or those kind of drugs so dangerous, is that it changes your desire of them and how you acquire them and this and that, and you can be... You can be compromised depending on your situation. I don't think anybody's selling state secrets over a blunt. You know Fair. what I mean? Fair. But you get somebody deep into it like a heroin addiction, dude, all kind of stuff can happen. Um, you know, functional alcoholics exist. Functional drug addicts exist. Um, marijuana being one of those drugs where, like, yes, you can be addicted and still function with your life. If you feel like you have to get stoned before you go to work, I think that's once again, like that's when it's like, dude, you've got a problem. Like if that's if that, if that's a well, dude, I can't go to work without getting high. It's like, well, dude, you, you got to reevaluate what you got going on in your life. Anytime there. you were with any product saying I can't do something unless I use this, right, right, you were showing addiction signs, in my opinion. Right, a lot of people want to argue with me about whether or not marijuana is addictive. Guys, yeah, I live my life, bro. Like I know I've done all the field study need done. Run out of weed and tell me if weed's addictive, I, and you're I like, oh, say? dude, I gotta go get some. Dude, keep keep it away from people for about a month, and you'll see. Keep it away from for 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 an hour, dude. I mean, there's plenty of people out there who can't go a week, can't go a day without smoking. Okay, weed. I now again we 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 missed a pretty big, pretty easy one, and Larry's saying, dude, if you use heavy machinery at work, you probably shouldn't be stoned. Yeah. Okay, fair. fair. I'll fair. give you that one. Fair. If you're driving. Something you shouldn't be. Well, that's Truck drivers, and again, but see, be. this is one of the things here where I think marijuana users were hurting ourselves with these kind of numbers because admitting that you get high before work essentially, dude, you didn't teleport to the office, so you're basically telling people you got high and then drove around, which is illegal. And even if they legalize recreational, you know, recreational marijuana, you're not going to be allowed to drive while being stoned. Like there's gonna, you know what I mean? They're gonna have laws on that. See, that's the thing, man. Federal government just needs to come in over top of everything. And this, by the way, would ensure the second or the second run of, of President Trump here. You need to come in and you need to be like, "Yo, weed's legal for everyone. If we catch you driving on it, there's an issue. If we catch you, you know, your boss. If I catch you stoned at work, there's an issue. Just How do give it to us and, and put some rules on it? I would agree. Uh, you know, a lot of people on call, first responders, cops, yeah. those kind of people. Yes, of I, uh, yeah. There were some of the jobs we weren't listing because I thought they were common sense. I'll be honest. Okay. What if we did this? And I just thought about this. We legalize recreational marijuana. We all benefit from the money and the jobs and all the, all the stuff that happens. Okay. You get caught driving while stoned. You can't buy recreational marijuana for two years. 
Um, yeah, that, that would work. I mean, you'd still be able to access it. You'd be able to get it somehow, but no, I mean, that's a, that's a restriction in place. And no, dude, I mean, at, at that point, I think like, dude, throw books at people like, Hey, yo, you get caught doing this year, year, no driver's license, minimum first offense, year, no driver's license. People aren't going to do it. I mean, just like, just like DUIs, man, stiffing up those penalties. And all of a sudden people are going to be like, oh, I don't know. I said before I got my DUI, I almost said my first one, but it's my last one. I will never get another. There it is. I, uh, I, I said on Facebook in this, I, I, want to point this out that I had said it before I got mine that and I kind of feel this way now that if you made the first offense five years in jail I think you see the numbers drop dramatically tomorrow now I can make that argument about shoplifting too you know what I'm saying well first time you break any law five years in jail I I, I agree but I would I would argue if I was looking to argue this that drinking and driving negatively affects the population more than shoplifting does. Now, you can make the argument, and it's true that shoplifting essentially raises the prices of all products in stores, so essentially, you know, we're all paying more money, but let's be honest, those CEOs were going to jack up the price of that fidget thing you're spinning, whether somebody stole it or not. You know, I'm being told here, and this is true, you know, I know guys drink three, four beers before they head into work, and this guy says, I think it's worse. I do, too. I've worked on plenty of construction crews where dudes were just crushing domestic beers all day. Like the amount of time, dude, I was hanging drywall and doing that kind of stuff. Like the amount of times dudes would just show up at the job site, seven ten in the morning, just cracking beers and getting hammered all day would blow you over. I can't do that. Like I can't drink like that and then work like that all day. Like I'm just not that guy. I'm not built for it. Charge playing Saturday night. We'll send you. We'll take caller 15 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with more Stansberry Show. Hang on. Dan Stansberry. And his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for WRQK.com. Also can be found online on iHeartRadio, which also has all your favorite music. All your favorite stations, and we make it all free. One app keeps you connected with all the music you love, including the biggest new releases, and iHeartRadio is the only music app that will also give you all of your favorite radio stations. Open the iHeartRadio app, pick a song, a playlist, an artist, or station, and tap play. Download or reopen the free iHeartRadio app today. Good stuff right there, buddy. Ding. I'm supposed to say logo out. No, no, no. I'm no, sorry. That's in parentheses. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. That's when the guy goes, iHeartRadio. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. Is that what that is? I think so. Oh. No. Oh. I'm not doing that part. <laughs> no, don't do that part. I'm not doing that. Earlier in uh, the program, we got discussing a lot of things, but one of the things was movie soundtracks. I don't even know how we got on it. I don't know how we did that either. Um, we were, and then I brought up the Crow movie soundtrack, and I said that you know the Crow and uh, and Pulp Fiction were like kind of like the two that kind of like summed up that era of my life, like you know, um, you know, probably out of high school, but like before you're supposed to become like a real adult. And so people started like flooding me with like uh, you know a lot of suggestions and the like. And Judgment Night was one of the ones I got, which again was like the early adaptation of like rock and rap kind of coming together and kind of like doing that whole thing. And that was a great choice. And then somebody hit me with Natural Born Killer soundtrack. And it's so true. Like I completely forgot how good this is, but it's really good. I mean, dude, you get Bob Dylan, you get Nine Inch Nails Burn, which was really good. Um, you, something I can never have by Nine Inch Nails was on that. 
Uh, there are a couple of Dr. Dre. There's well, one Dr. Dre song. There's a lot of Nine Inch Nails on this. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the one that we really left off the table, and uh, I'm glad you bring up Dr. Dre, was Friday. Like, I feel like that's an iconic soundtrack. Wow. Dude, I forgot about that with, like, what, Keep Their Heads Ringing? Yeah, I mean, just a, mil- a million good songs on that. Hoochie Mama. A million good songs on that one. So that was, as, as we were kind of like, all right, well, this is good. And I think, I, I don't know, maybe it was just because, like, it was rap music, and it was so, like dangerous and so like oh my god but like yeah friday was huge for me i'll tell you another one and the and, and for the hip-hop community for rap fans which this was a huge soundtrack for me was new jack city oh yeah i mean new jack city i mean dude again it's you get some early iced tea on that and that kind of stuff obviously he was in that movie like what a great soundtrack that was I think the Crow, man, just because, dude, that Cure song, Burn, on the Crow soundtrack is one of my favorite, well, it's easily my favorite Cure song, and then the Nine Inch Nail song off of the Crow soundtrack, which was Dead Souls, which was really good. I always really liked that song a lot. I I guess, you know, don't get me wrong, obviously, there's still going to be songs that play huge parts in movies, but the concept of the soundtrack is a little lost on me now, because it's like, well, dude, I can access all those songs whenever I want to, but, like, buying it on that compilation CD of, like, all right, here's, you know, 20 of your favorite songs from one of your favorite movies, like, that was cool. There was something special about that. So when I was in Vegas, one of the things I did is I looked through some of the stuff I had in my brother's house in storage or whatever, and I started sending my some stuff home and I have there I think it's something like 4300 CDs or something is what I have there in storage so I took one small book went through a couple of the other books I had and kind of like started putting them in and I put like one book in the box and sent it home and it's in my car and there's something about and I've been doing this a lot lately where there's something about driving around, getting to a light, t- pulling a CD out, be putting it in and like listening to it and like listening to something pretty much more than one thing in this collection that it's I, dude, I kind of missed it and I kind of like it. Um, it's a uh, listening to something from beginning to end is very much antiquated now. I feel like where it's it, it's I, I can't even remember the last time I really like albumed out on something where it's like, all right, I listened to this. Now I can skip to this. All right. Well, now I heard that song. And dude, you know what? I want to switch artists entirely. And I don't know. Maybe that's just a sign of the times and like the, the technology that exists to us. But like, yeah, sitting down and whether it's a CD or, or whatever, listening to it beginning to end, just not not what happens anymore. No, I again, I'm a big vinyl guy. Like I have a lot of vinyl in my home and I have, I have a really nice vinyl player and so like I will listen to stuff cover to cover um, probably more often than some people would um, just because they probably don't aren't doing that and there is something about digesting something in its entirety versus just skipping something you don't right. not that you don't like but that you don't prefer I think you miss out on a lot of gems that way that, that it used to be like you just did that, and that's how you discovered things you liked. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you, when you don't, when, you, when you're just listening, when you're staying in your comfort zone of like, all right, well, this isn't immediately like exactly the song that I wanted to hear. Yeah, you're totally going to cut yourself off there. I, um, I like listening to my LPs like that. Like I just, uh, it, it was one of the old Alice Cooper albums. I was just doing it the other day. Cause I was like, man, like I would have never heard this song. And I'll tell you what, like, as we just talked about the iHeart app and don't get me wrong, streaming's great, right? It is. It's fantastic. And having all those albums in your pocket is awesome. It really is. 
Okay, but I'll tell you one of the issues I have with streaming, and it's not like a problem with the service or anything like that. It's a problem with the end user being me, which is I'll open my iHeart app and like when I'm cleaning the house a lot of times, right? And I'll be like, all right, well, dude, like pull something up, like listen to something you haven't listened to in forever, right? And I'll sit there drawing a blank, right? And be like, I don't know. We're at least thumbing through my my albums and that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, yeah. And you pull this out and you put something in. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most frustrating things in the world to me, and I feel maybe it's just a sign of me getting old, is that like I have literally every single song available to me on, on the face of the planet in one way or another, whether it's streaming or illegally finding it. But like at the end of the day, I can download literally any song in the world, and I listen to the same crap I've been listening to for the past five years. Like one, Just on repeat. So I, 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 I obviously have an iHeartRadio app, obviously, and I use Ding. that. But I also have one of the competitors' apps because I want to stay on top of what they're doing too. Okay, right? right. I I, well, I want to see like what are they doing that we're not, and like how do I you know so I can be in my boss's ear about things. And obviously, not a lot. There's not a lot going on, right? But one of those things listed to me my most played songs of like last year because they kind of do that. And that was another thing where I was like, I don't like the fact that you're compiling all this about me. Like the needle on my LP player doesn't know that. Like it just knows you want me to play a song. And like, there's a little bit of that I don't like. And I always, again, I just, I fumble around like, well, what do I want to listen to? And then I end up listening to the spinners the way I always do. Cause I love those guys and it's just good clean the house music. You know what I mean? You're around dance around. I'll be around. It's one of the best songs ever made. I love that band, dude. Spinners are great. So I end up just doing, that like I always do where I feel like when I'm thumbing through my album collection it like jogs my memory a little bit better and I think there's I I mean obviously it's a nostalgia factor where it's like this is just the way I grew up doing it and so I kind of miss that a little bit so I've been doing it in the car a little bit more lately with that with that album with that book of albums I sent home and I've been enjoying it we are gonna play you some new music as a matter of fact we'll uh, do some new chain smokers Blake Shelton and Jonathan Davis also a local band out of Canton Ohio White Buffalo Woman all part of New uh, New Tour Tuesday which starts next on Rock the Stansberry Show, Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. When you get in a car accident, the free.com and still have another thousand dollars to get you hooked up with, we'll do that. After we handle a little bit of New Tour Tuesday business brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there, we start every episode of this, normally in the top 40-ish type of record, sometimes rap. Sometimes there's some stuff there. And I feel like the chain smokers kind of fit that bill a little bit. It's kind of what they do. Um, I'm normally not a fan of this uh, of this group. I'm yet to hear something that I actually, from this band or group, whatever you want to call them, that I've liked. Um, I, I just feel, I, I won't go so far as to call them overrated, just because I feel like not that many people are constantly telling me how good they are. So I don't know if overrated is the right word. Um, I just, they have yet to flick the happy switch in my brain with music just yet. But their new song is called Sick Boy. Let's take a listen. I'm from the east side of America Where we choose pride over character And we can pick sides But this is us, this is us, this is I live on the west side of America Where they spin lies into fairy dust And we can pick sides But this is us this is us. For a party group, they take themselves so seriously. They're just such like, it's always, you know, these in-depth songs and like, oh, the, oh the, the, this is us. And it's like, God, dude, just make a hit and just just be happy. Like, they're, so, they're so pretentious. They are. And we can pick sides, but this is us. This now, is, is us. this one of those this guys is. singing? 
Because is it traditionally they get people to sing the hooks, right? Yeah, I think one of the dudes in the chain smokers sings some stuff, but sometimes it's they'll bring in like a pop star. Sometimes they'll bring in rappers. So I mean, I have no idea if this is that guy or not. Their real big hit featured a woman singing, right? Yeah, I mean, all of their big hits, and they do. They've had plenty of like smash hit records, but like, yeah, they all feature another artist on them. Yeah, I've never been a fan. We can pick sides, but this is us. This is us. This is Don't believe the narcissism When everyone projects and expects you to listen to them Make no mistake, I live in a prison That I built myself, it is my religion And they say that I am the sick boy Easy to say when you don't take the risk, boy Welcome to the narcissism We're united under our indifference And I'm from the east side of America When we are sensitized by hysteria See, we can pick when I hear that like the beat, like if that was in a movie where a dude's like getting the like the briefcase out, putting the gun in it, we're gonna go like kind of go do the thing, sell the drugs, kill the guy, whatever the thing in the movie is, like the like that works. But in songs, like I just they lose me constantly. America, we desensitized by hysteria, and we can pick sides. But yeah, it's cool beat. God, this is repetitive. I think I'm losing the message. The song's called Sick Boy. Right. And he's telling me he lives on the east side, and then we live on the west side, and I know everybody throw your hands up in the air like you just don't care. Like, I get it. But, like, what the hell are we talking about in this? Yeah, I mean, dude, that's what you should be saying is throw your hands up in the air at this moment. We don't need to hear about how you're the sick boy and how, like, and I don't know, if maybe there's a meaning to that that I don't necessarily understand, but, like... I mean, it's, it's it's not ringing for me either. I mean, he's talking about narcissism and things like that, and like prisons that he builds in his mind. Is that what we mean? I mean, first I of all, if you have to break a song down that far to figure out what's going on in it, it's probably an indicator that there's a problem. Don't believe the narcissism when everyone projects and expects you to listen to him. Make no mistake, God live in a prison that I build myself. It is my religion, and they say that I am the sick boy. Easy to say when you don't take the risk. I guess when you're speaking about like uh, the ills of society today, and I'm sure from a celebrity standpoint, there probably is some like... It's a very in-the-bubble song. Yeah, I mean... It's a very in-the-bubble, and if you're outside the bubble, I'm not sure you're going to relate.
they play the iHeart festivals, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Probably playing this next one coming up, I would assume. Don't talk to Illy of them. <laughs> yeah, they probably own the company now. Probably close. Oh, dude, if the Chainsmokers fire me, I'm going to, like, kill yeah. myself. Listen to the Chainsmokers station on iHeartRadio. You could do that. You could. Just open the iHeart app there. Yeah. Type in anybody else's name but Chainsmokers and you'll enjoy yourself. There's their new one. Oh, no, it's still going. It's still going. You got to get pianos at the end. That's how you know it's sad. Oh. That's how oh. you know it's oh. sad. That's how you know, we're, that's yeah. how you know he's sick. Yeah. That's how you know he's sick. Fans, don't give me the vote on, uh, on Sick Boy by the Chainsmokers. It's a turn. Um, I'm not anti-Chainsmokers. I'm right in the middle of them where it's like, well, dude, you guys make songs that are hit records. So, like, I don't love you. I don't hate you. But, dude, that was not a hit record. That was, ter- that was a turd. They've never once... Not one time flicked a happy switch in my brain musically, and they did definitely did not do it with that. Sick Boy is a turd. It's a turd. Yikes. We have the new Blake Shelton, I Lived It. We'll give you that after hooking you up with $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard date. Shelton for you. This song's called I Lived It. It's been a while since Blake made something that I could listen to. It's been a little while. What was the last big Blake Shelton hit? I mean, he's had songs that were big that I didn't care for that I thought were pretty bad, but like... That Honeysuckle, Sugar Honey Bee, that's like three albums ago. I mean... Um, I mean, what was the last one we played for New Tier Tuesday? I'll name the dogs. Oh, yeah. Remember that? But, I, mean, that <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's, it's since he's had like a legit hit. Like I a mean, hit? If, I, it feels like a while to me. I, I, I feel like... Um, be cooler if you did, maybe. What about that Sangria song or something oh, like that? Oh, yeah, that, that may have been it. A big song. That may have been it, yeah. Daddy drove the wheels off a flatbed Ford Flies, found a hole in the old screen door. Granny said the dress that my sister wore to church wasn't long enough. What? Mama poured grease in a Crisco can, put a hundred thousand miles on a Sears box fan. Uncle Joe put tobacco on my hand where them yellow jackets tore me up. Wait, what? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold that's on, how they on. did it, dude. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, because, dude, uh, yeah, Blake's always <laughs> talking in these backwoods riddles. Like, I don't, what? You put tobacco on where yellow jackets stung you? Dude, yeah, when you didn't have access to, you know, like uh, medicine, I guess, you just took a big old dipper, took it out, and, you know, it, it was good for what ailed you right there. What does Kodiak do to, <laughs> do to bee stings? Dude, somebody from Navarre, tell me what the hell's happening right now. In the Crisco can, put 100,000 miles on a Sears box fan. Uncle Joe put tobacco on my hand where them yellow jackets tore me up. Does anybody have any information on that, or is that just a country music-like throwaway line of, uh, because I don't know, I mean, I think down in the holler, that might be medicine. Right? <laughs> Dude, I want to know. I mean, dude, I knew healthcare was getting bad. <laughs> I knew there was issues, you know what I mean? Obamacare was a problem. Signing up for the website, it was a pain in the D. I get it. But I didn't realize we got all the way to skull bandits cover up bruises. Like, I didn't realize that. Uncle Joe put tobacco on my hand where them yellow jackets tore me up. And I ain't making this up. Oh, you think I'm talking crazy? In a different language you might not understand.
a nice voice for the format. I mean, he sounds authentic. Like he's he does. very twangy. Yeah, but he is. There's something soothing about him. Yeah, yeah. He's got that stereotypical country voice. Would you mind? I'm Larry. That pizza commercial was the worst, though. I'm sorry. The food's amazing, but that commercial, I'm a Solari. Five years later, Stan's very not letting that Bro, one go. Bro, never letting it go. I will never let Blake up off the mat over that. In a different language, you might not understand. Oh, that's all right. That's just the kind of life that makes Dude, Pat reaches out and says, dude, I grew up in Navarre. We used to use loose cigarettes or chew to pull out bee stingers and ease the pain. It's legit. Another Matt writes in and says, yeah, put a little tobacco on it and it takes the sting away. (laughs) Dude, oh my God, dude. Is this like a hillbilly remedy? I mean, I just Googled it, you know, uh, chewing tobacco for bee stings. And I mean, it is, it's not, it's not like this is exclusive to Blake Sheldon. This is obviously something that people are doing, dude. I mean, there's now people in Europe that are giving their kids bleach to cure autism. So I, I mean, I guess. Yes, but we're looking at them like they're lunatics. Like that's, that's the whole thing. That's true. That is true. You wouldn't know love like a love. Blake Shelton right there with a little bit of virtue signaling about how much better life is in the country than the city, where it's like, oh, you city folks, you just don't understand, you just don't get it. It's life. We are so much better than you out here in the country. Uh, Yeah, it's not virtue signaling if it's true. Okay. If it's true, that's true. It is better to live that way. And I don't mean to I don't I don't mean to get myself in trouble here, but the grandfather of Blake Shelton was a Salem smoker. I would have never guessed that. I would have guessed Winston's. Maybe maybe not Memphis. Granddaddy smoked Salem's where the wind is up. Drove me around in the back of that truck. We drank from the holes and spit in the cup. We all survived somehow. Them old dudes. I can't take that. The well, I survived it. It can't be that bad. It's like, well, how many people died from it, dude? Well, like, not only that, but dude, like, really, like, in 2018, you're going to release a song talking about not only smoking cigarettes in the car with your kid, but make sure the windows are all the way rolled up. Like, that seems crazy. Me around in the back of that truck, we drank from the holes and spit in the cup. We all survive somehow. I don't care, dude. You're never going to be able to make spitting in a cup sound to me like, yeah, you know what? That's the life I need. If I was just spitting in a throwaway cup, my life's better. Them old Duke boys are flattening the hills. Hollywood was fake. Wrestling was real. Wouldn't dream of spending that $2 bill from pushing the lawnmower around. I'd go back there right now. Different 
I can't get over the tobacco you. and the bee sting thing. Like, somebody's got <laughs> Dude, like, here's the thing. Fine, it works. Take me back to the time the first guy did it. Uh, does it work, or is it one of those things that it's like, yeah, we do it? Does it really work? I don't know. I don't. I feel like I feel like if this was like you know scientifically tested, I don't well, know if this is necessary. I got work. some science for you because Amanda sent this in to us. She says, and she got this now again from the internet. But it says all you need to do is get the end of a cigarette good and wet, squeeze it a bit of uh, squeeze a bit of the juice out on the sting. The nicotine is going to act as an anesthetic, and the pain should go down after a few minutes. They say you don't want to use menthol cigarettes here because that would burn. But again, they didn't use the Salem's for that in Blake Shelton songs. He was using the it's I don't tobacco. know the, no, the, it's just the, tobacco. Yeah, the Red Man or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> In a different language you might not understand. Oh, Dude, I want to get a bee sting today. So Tobacco causes the body to release epinephrine, and it gives you a feeling of desensitivity. Desensitivity, sorry. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. There's, I'm going to the doctor. This is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let medical professionals handle all my ailments. You know what I mean? Much like I wouldn't let a dog lick a wound. Like, yeah, maybe that'll be it enough. Could work. Yeah, <laughs> that, ain't it good. Maybe that'll be enough. There. That used to be the old thing. Like, nah, dude, I'm not doing that, and I'm probably not putting tobacco on my bee stings. Good God, Blake Shelton, fans, don't give me the vote there. Eh, it's mm. half a turd. Uh, certainly not my cup of tea, but that I think will find its place with country music fans. So I'm gonna call it half a turd. Uh. I, I, I'm going to give you an audience vote here. So somebody says, who I'm not a country fan at all, or I, and I really don't like Blake Shelton, but I love that song. Wow. I'm going to disagree. I felt like that song was a full-blown turd. It's a turd. Did not care for that one at all. We have new Jonathan Davis, and then a local band out of Canton, Ohio, White Buffalo Woman, is how we will end the show next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. When you get in a car accident, the first thing you think is, I can't believe this idiot. We agreed, turd. Then we played you the new Blake Shelton. I lived it. Fantone and I were actually split. He voted half a turd. I voted turd on that one. Did not care for it. And we have new solo Jonathan Davis. For those of you that don't know, Jonathan Davis is the lead singer of the rock band Korn. And apparently he's venturing into some solo stuff. We have his new song, What It Is. Does not sound like corn out of the gate. Not so far. Pretty soon you have to deal with the truth behind the way you feel. Dude, you're not David Bowie. No, you are not David. You're Bowie. not David you, Bowie. You indeed are not. And this is exactly what this so far. This is what this sounds like. Like I'm going to try to do a David Bowie thing because David Bowie died. To deal with the truth behind the way you feel, and I'd rather never know. He has a very theatric voice. Yeah, he tries to be very grand. Do anything, anything, not to bring. 
why couldn't that have been corn? Right? I mean, like, why Like, why couldn't that have been corn playing that music? <laughs> like, I think, uh, well, you know why I think is I that I think there are going to be people who would give him leeway over the slow melodic nature of the song who would corn. It's like, dude, just give me Twisted Transistor 10 more times. <laughs> but I'm with you. I don't think it's that different. Yeah, I mean, this part... I like it more than I thought I was gonna. Pretty soon you'll have to face You're a virus called the human race And I'd rather never know I have done everything The devil is kicking the ass of his angel. No, he did not. I think he did, dude. I, I think missed he that, said, dude. See if we can go back. See if we can get. That. I what missed did he that. Just say. This basement devil is kicking the ass of my angel on the ceiling. What? See, had my ex not been sending me dirty snaps on my Snapchat, I probably would have heard that. Devil is kicking. What it is was a bad lyric. That was bad. I like this part. I do too. This I like is all this good. Part. If I'm Fieldy, if I'm the other dudes in corn or monkey or head or whoever those guys are anymore, I'm like John. What? What? The, what the f, bro? Because they're still together, right? Right. Like what, what? What? We couldn't have done this. I couldn't have played this guitar part. I totally can. They literally just played Blossom this last summer. Yeah, like they're still totally out there doing it. John, what do you? What? what, what you don't? You don't want me? This is weird. Yeah, you're right. It's about money. Ask me. Hold on, how much money is in this? Right. But see, the singer gets a benefit here, though, right? Because, like, he's now going to tour. Like I said, my buddy lives in Sacramento, already got tickets for the show. And um, he, so what I'm saying is Jonathan Davis can show up, play you seven, ten corn songs, and give you a couple of his new ones. Three new fine. ones, right. Fieldy can't go out there and give you Jonathan Davis. Cannot. The lead singer is always holding the cards, no matter who's really in charge. Especially when the voice is such a big part of who you are. Jonathan Davis would be hard to reproduce out of a new lead singer. Like this part right here. If I'm the guitar playing corn, bro, what? Why? Why? I mean, I mean, maybe what this is, maybe, maybe we're blaming the wrong dudes, 
right? Like maybe what's happening here is like you're looking out for the rest of Corn. Maybe Corn was like, "Shut up, Jonathan. We don't want to play your stupid new songs." I'm gonna doubt that. I'm going to say if you gave the bass player and the guitar player from Corn the option of like, "Yo, bros, you can make some more money," they're probably gonna be like, "You know what? Hey, I'll take that money." Yeah, probably. Jonathan Davis is probably a dick. Although I know Fieldy's. I actually have met both those guys. Fieldy's a total dick. Fieldy was my least favorite celebrity ever met. Maybe. <laughs> the doors. I was going to say. <laughs> Let's be honest. On, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray Manzarek was worse. I don't know, dude. I've had a basement devil kick the ass of my angel, though. Like, I have had that happen. Well, there you go. There's new Jonathan Davis. What it is, fans? Don't give me the vote there. Bro. It's a turn. Um, there's a couple things I didn't necessarily like about that, and the main thing was like I just kept waiting for it to kick into that corn mode, and it never did. I wanted him to get angry. I wanted him to start screaming, and he never did it. Uh, nothing really about that song redeeming to me. It was a turd. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like Lewis Black coming out and doing Brian Regan set. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, bro, no, dude, you need to be pissy. You need to be angry. I'm going to agree. I'm going to vote turd on that. It's a turd. We have new music from a uh, from a local band, White Buffalo Woman. I believe their song is called Honey Love. Indeed. They've been on New Turd Tuesday once before. They were voted not a turd previously. We'll see if, uh, we'll see if they hold up. <laughs> this band's normally pretty good. They got a really cool sound to them. Throwbacky. Yeah. She called me cheat, she called me beat, she walks around town and she changed my name. Yeah. Says she didn't love me, says she didn't need me, she won't around and she took my baby. Cool guitars. this sound like it's got a very like raconteurs kind of feel and i love bands like that the black keys raconteurs all that kind of sound I lo- i'm a sucker for all that stuff yeah just so cool sounding yeah Sounds so effortless too. Just like effortlessly cool. Like these dudes are just sitting around smoking cigarettes, playing uh playing like bluesy licks. Drinking whiskey. Right. Said I can't leave, you gotta give it all away. 
took everything out the goddamn house and I took my ass and I cut it in half, yeah. Wow, dude, a listener of ours just had a great observation on this song. He says, dude, this sounds a lot like The Animals. And oh, if, you, yeah, if, sure. you, if you know that band, it does. God, it sounds a lot like that. Nick, that's a great observation. Dude, nice job. Oh, I mean, you can tell this band found their dad's records and smoked a ton of weed. Like, no question about it, dude. Like, I, don't, I mean, I'm not making assumptions, but I think it's a safe assumption. Dude, invite me over, man. <laughs> Sounds good. stuff from White Buffalo Woman. Local band uh, out of the area there with their new song Honey Love. Fans, don't give me the vote there. But. Not a turd! Honestly, I think that was the best song we heard period of the day in the sense of like, uh, better than Jonathan Davis, better than Blake Shelton, better than all that. I mean, that's not even from like, oh hey, well they're a local band and we gotta cut them a break. Like, that was a really freaking good song, Not a Turd. It's better than anything we played in the 6, 7, or 8 o'clock hour, too, if I'm being honest. There's new white buffalo woman with not a turd honey love. Not a turd! Yeah, dude, your boy liked that one a lot. I'm not going to like the meeting I just got myself no. into. No. Probably, probably no. not going to like that one a whole lot. Uh, Teresa will have another opportunity for you to win yourself $1,000. Aside from that, we're done for the day. We'll, we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9.